And welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm here with my co-host Stevie D. Stevie D, and we are we are flying by in this NFL season. <laughs> Let's just be honest. I mean, we're already at week four of the season, and I, you know, we we talked about this before. The buildup, the anticipation. You know, it, the sleepless nights leading up to the draft, who are you going to get, the schedule release. You know, all of that seems like a distant memory. We're, we're, we're basically a quarter of the way through. Think yeah, about that. Yeah, I, I equate it to like when you take a week off and you have, you know, you're off from what, Saturday? to So you get nine days off with the weekends. And you're like, get the Tuesday. I'm, I'm like 40% through. Now I'm at 50%. Now I'm at... That's where I'm at. I'm counting. I'm like, we're just a little bit under 25% because of the 17th game, right? Um, so during the regular season, we're at like 25%. It's like, oh, my God, 25% of the season is over. And it, it's it's insane. Depressing. It's depressing. But on a good note, yeah. good note, week three was very favorable to the men in green. In no, Jay, well, we're, well, we're not talking. It's week four. Week, week three. three. Week four was was yeah. very yeah, – there you go. And, Jay, we're not talking about you, Jay. <laughs> we're talking about the other mid in green, Stevie D. Man, I, I'm telling Congratulations, you. buddy. Congratulations. Oh, this It was a really good win. Uh, it was a great game. That was a great game. Great game. It was a great game. It truly was. Um you know, from a Jets perspective, obviously seeing Zach Wilson do things that we haven't seen him do, um, yeah, and let him really air it out. I thought he really was the commander in chief, kind of. Uh oh, getting a little love. I'm talking about Jets love, baby. The blonde bomber. That's what we're going to give him the nickname now. The blonde bomber. The blonde bomber. I, I thought he, he. Hold on. What? Hold on. What? Very quick on the trigger there, Mrs. D. Did we have a conversation last week after the show? Was was there a conversation there in that Dakota household? Oh, well, there was a conversation. Set, setting some expectations to come out of the gate fast that you needed to see. Because let me tell you, it was dominated by Bill's Mafia last week. And right I don't off the bat. You're setting all that up with all your Buffalo Bill fans and, and all that. Right there. off the bat, there it is. There it is. Mrs. D pops in. Let's see it again. One more time. <laughs> One more time. Well, but that's the new nickname for Zach Wilson, the Blonde Bomber. I love it. So, back to it after I get derailed. See, you don't like me talking good about my Jets. You don't like to you know, keep me I down. I applauded for you your Jets. Me down. I applauded for your Jets. Wait, wait. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Oh, boy. There you go. That, that's right, Mrs. D. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. D. The check is in the mail. I I I, I got nothing right now. Wait, please continue with what you were gonna say. <laughs> the blonde bomber. No, I honestly, in all seriousness, I, I thought um we saw a lot of great things from Zach Wilson, um, especially with the downfield passing. Um uh, I liked the way he directed traffic. I mean, those throws. That he made to one to Corey Davis, <laughs> go team, go college, team, right? yeah, go right, and uh, and it, and it, if you look at the Jets sideline, I think there was a shot of Robert Sala, like 
Uh-oh. What are we doing here? We're going off script here. And, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We got a shout out. Another member of Bill's Mafia. There's my cousin, DJ Coles, in the house. I think that I'm getting set up here. Now, all of a sudden, all the Bill stuff's going to come in there. Um, but, uh, you know, with him directing traffic and hitting, and then hitting Davis, obviously, for the touchdown, and then Keenan Cole, um, you know, with the, the downfield, they had two completions plus 50 yards yesterday. They actually almost had a third on the defensive pass interference of Corey Davis. So the Jets really pushing the ball downfield last week. Um, obviously, there's still growing pains with, with, with Zach, right? There was yeah. an opportunity from the closeout that game in, in the fourth quarter with the out to Corey Davis and just kind of got away from him a little bit. He threw a couple of – Couple of ducks to uh, went out to Ryan Griffin uh, in overtime. Uh, yeah, in overtime, and then uh, he had another one across the field. It was a little wobbly and short hop to wide receiver. So he's got to clean some things up. But I thought overall the command of the offense, um, and it, and he really had some nice nice plays. I thought the play calling was much better. You know, towards the end of the second half, except for one play. Except for one play. That that play oh, in overtime. Yeah. Holy. Yeah, let me set that up for you. Let me let me set that up because that is a big, you know. So the Jets are driving in overtime. Everything's going their way. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we're going to get to them in a second. And uh, it was uh, third and third and uh, third and goal from the one. And you know, I thought the play call originally. You like the play call. I was like, you know, just get up in there with with Michael Michael Carter. But you know, it was the you know the kind of the bootleg, fake the handoff. Pause for a second. Roll out in a typical. That defensive end is crashing, but he stood his got credit to the end there, and kind of saw what Wilson was doing and kind of chased him down. And Wilson making that rookie mistake, saying, "I'm holding, I'm holding, I'm holding," and he goes out of bounds at the four. But see, before that, they the 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 Titans played that so well because not not only was it the 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 defensive end but you also had the outside linebacker who crashed and sealed the edge that allowed that, that end that, to be able to string it out and, and and almost be a spy on Wilson i mean it was it was phenomenal i do like the play because you basically give yourself options right? and that's what you want you want if you if you run Carter up the middle it's basically either you're getting in or you're getting stopped. Granted, you're still at the one, one and a half. When you roll them out, you're saying, Zach, okay, so here's your option. We're, you're going to have two reads. Either you're reading for the pass to the tight end that's floating out there, or what you're going to do is you're going to see if you can hit the corner. Problem with Wilson is that he almost kind of slow-legged it around that corner. He did. And, and then when he realized that he had to go – it was too late. You, you had the guy coming, and the pursuit on that to close in on him was phenomenal, and you ended up with what, the three-yard loss? Yeah, yeah, and which, you know, I'm screaming at the table, throw it, throw it away, throw it away, and he, he runs out at the four. I'm like, rookies. And, but uh, what do you do? Okay, he throws it to the back of the end zone. Fourth and goal at the one. What do you do? Right. I would have went for it. I would have too. I would have uh, too. Cause, and what, I, what, what gets me about the overtime – is yes, you get the ball first and you go down and kick the field goal. The other team has four downs no matter what until they get into field goal range if they want to go for the tie. But they automatically can redo their offense for four plays. Not that you want to get down a fourth down, but knowing, depending on the down and distance, you have four plays to get that first down to That's keep right. the change moving, right? And and look, at, at the end of the day, they want an overtime. But you know, to your cousin's uh, uh, point there, um, 
I thought the Jets' defense played hard. Um, now, Derrick Henry, it's funny. Derrick Henry, once he got the ball to the outside, Jets couldn't they couldn't stop him. He, he was gouging that defense. When he ran in the middle, he was getting nothing. Uh, but I thought the Jets' front four – uh, played very hard. They had seven sacks on Tannehill. They were hitting them. They were they were getting pressure without blitzes. Um, obviously, you do that, it helps your secondary out. Our secondary was banged up, just like the Titans' wideouts were banged no, up. No shade. There's no shade here. There's no shade. Well, there's no shade. You're missing wide receiver number one hmm? and wide receiver number two. I get it. And, again, there's no shade here. Yeah, we're playing rookies throughout a whole secondary. Right. Well, here, here you go. But, don't but, be I so mean, defensive. Don't, don't but, be so defensive. No, because everybody but, says the same thing about about the, about the wide receivers, right? And it's just like, well, nobody gives credit that we're missing our starting safety, our free safety, our strong safety, and see, every corner. You're being so defensive. You're being so defensive. Let, you, let, you, let, let the question about, flow. Let the question. Man, Julio and, and, and AJ Brown hasn't done anything because he's on my fantasy football team. He jack so, here. so here's the question. Without being so defensive, right? Because I gave you credit before, actually, during the game, I was rooting for you. I sent you the, the text, you're going to do it. You're the one that said, oh, no, it's over, right? I, there, there was love there. I, I wanted you to be smiling on this podcast. I wanted to see, I see it ear to ear. You're showing all 32. That's what we want. That's what the people want, right? They, they want to see that. Now, with all that being said, do you think with if one or both were in there? Not that would you have won or lost, but would Tannehill have had a different mindset in that pocket? Because sure. you were playing with wide receiver sure. three and wide receiver four, yeah. he was yeah. forced to hold the ball a little it, bit longer. It, 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 it changes the game. It changes it. Sure. Whenever you're missing one and two, you're number one or number two, right? Um it, it changes the game, but it's like anything else. You play with what you got. Uh, maybe the Jets' defensive game plan changes with those guys in there, right? Uh, maybe you maybe you double up one to take away the, the main threat. Maybe A.J. Brown and Julio being an older receiver, we don't have to double. So you, you never know. You double receiver, maybe it opens up holes for Derrick Henry. So you, you don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. Derrick Henry has never gotten hit so hard in his life. And Quincy Williams, number 56 – Oh, yes! The brother of Quinn Williams on that play on the outside. C.J. Mosley went low towards the legs, and Henry was up, and Quincy blasted him just absolutely. And if you you truly watched that game, Quincy Williams had a game. He was hitting everybody. He had 12 tackles in that game for an outside linebacker. For every defensive back. That it, Josh Norman, we're talking about you. For every defensive back, that, that there was a meme or a gif or anything that's out there, that hit was for you. That was payback for all the other uh, defensive backs that have been thrown in the stands. Josh Norman being thrown, what, 15, 20 yards downfield? Oh. Oh. Yeah, you, you know what time it is. You, you know what time it is. You know, you know, Glenn. DJ um, Coles. Let me tell you, DJ Coles, my man is killing it. Ooh, well, the, Glenn, Glenn we got to get you. We got to get you. We got to get you on the podcast. Let you let you just talk. Jet sets all around the world. My man is doing it. I, I, big ups for that. 
And he's right. Let, let, let's, put, let's put a bow on this one. Let, let, let's put a bow on this. Go ahead. We played another loser franchise. Go ahead. Get, I'll put a bow on it. I, I'm allowing oh. you to put a bow on it. What a, we won. You're tied, right, you're, you're, you're tied with Tua. You're tied with Tua. You're tied with Tua. Is that what you want? Who? You're, you're ahead of Urban Meyer. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and speaking of Urban Meyer. <laughs> you, you want to go there now? Yeah, oh, you've been waiting on this one. Yeah, you've I've been, been waiting. waiting on Urban Meyer. Now, so I'm going to start this. Is I cannot stand Urban Meyer. I'm just not a fan of Urban Meyer. Not a fan of him in, my, in Florida. Was not a fan of him in Ohio State. Definitely not a fan of the Jaguars. I think he's a jerk. I think he's overrated. Um, I look at what he's doing to the Jaguars and just making them a laughing stock of the NFL. Tebow. And this, and this and this weekend, I mean, come on, Arvin, right? You're, this is not college where where you're not held accountable because you're coaching college kids. You're in the NFL. Your first your first team meeting is telling your players to be accountable on and off the field. Do the right things. Okay, so I'm going to go back. I'm going to hang out back in Ohio. I'm going to go to my bar, and I'm going to have some fun. Crossed the line with his wife. Crossed his line with it, with, with his family there. Um, he's just a, he's 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 a dirtbag. He really is. I mean, think about it. He brought in Tebow. He hires Doyle from from Iowa with a, with a shady past. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. The next day he resigns. There's oh, yeah. a pattern here with Urban Meyer since he's gotten hired in Jacksonville. And this is just another poor decision. Tebow, it's just another one after another one. They're going to ruin – he's just going to continue to ruin this franchise. Uh, so I, I will say this, DVD. When when I look at I – I separate the two, right, on field, off field. On the field, he's failing. Right, he's failing Trevor Lawrence. He's failing the the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's failing Shadkan. He's failing Duval. Right, he he is failing. He's living on the reputation that he had from from college. This mystique. This is not college too. Right? It, it, exactly. And what moreover, where he's failing the Jacksonville Jaguars is when you look at the reports that are coming out of the locker room. Right, you're, you're trying to coach. Just like you said, you're trying to coach like this is the Florida Gators. You're trying to coach like this is Ohio State University. These are grown men getting grown men paychecks, right? Not not getting college paychecks pre-NIL. We're talking grown men paychecks, right? These are grown men that have families. They're they're past the kid. They they've the diapers are up, right? And you have to treat them accordingly. That's why so often you see college coaches who fail in the NFL and then they run back to college because it's almost like a power trip type thing, right? An ego thing. And they don't know how to separate when it comes time to having a conversation with an adult, with a grown adult to try to mentor from that perspective instead of trying to mentor from a dictatorship. And so that locker room is disintegrating. It was already bad, but there was hope, right? You had the number one pick. You're bringing in Sunshine that, that you, you know, so, right? You bring him in, but it's fizzling. And Jalen Ramsey told you it was already bad, and you didn't get rid of everything. And so now it's just festering. It, it, you almost have to blow the whole thing up again, right, to bring in the quality characters. And Shaq Khan, it cannot be about the, the – 
uh, how, how we how do we say it can't be about the marketing aspect, right? And what name is going to sell the tickets? The tickets will be sold when you put the winning product on the field. When you get fifty three guys that are buying into whatever the head coach is saying, and they're willing to go out there and fight for what it is that that, that you know the team goal is in that team bond. You'll fill the stands. You'll get the marketing endorsement deals. You'll go to England and play your your annual game in England. Plus, you may even get a chance to, to play in the exhibition game. Well, then again, that that won't happen because there's a team in Western New York that that is prime. And we're going to get to Western New York or Canada, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, you can start with that Canada all you but, want. Oh, but, there it is. But but here's something that that's interesting, right? You go and tell your players, right, a code of conduct and how to behave. It, it's very eerie of how Mike Ditka lost the Chicago Bears locker room back in the 80s, okay? So so Ditka told the team when it wasn't, you know, hey, you need to focus on the field. Let's drop all the commercials and all this other stuff and let's focus on the field. And then what he wound up doing was going out and getting all the endorsement deals. And when, when he did that, the players kind of revolted. And said, hey, wait a minute. You told us to drop where we weren't making crazy money then. You're telling me I can't do my endorsement deals. But yet you can go out and promote all this other stuff. And players came out and says, that's when Mike Dicker lost the locker room. We lost respect for him because he told us not to do it and stay focused. And what is he doing? He's going out and doing all that. And so, you know, that message in the clubhouse during OTAs, hey, do the right thing sure. off the field. And then you get caught in a scandal. You're the coach. And I don't know if you heard about this. Players were yelling out, hey, guys, we got to grind, right? Because people are getting grinded on. They're saying you don't think the players are, are going to, you know, take their shots at their coach. So it's you, almost you know, like if you're the Jaguars, are you, are you best to move on from this guy now and start and start fresh? One, before you ruin this quarterback. Uh, well, what, what are you going to do? Bring a guy from his staff up? Just to finish the end, just get him out. I mean, think See, about some of the things. No, it, no, it, no. First and foremost, Urban is very contrite. You know that he's going to finish the remaining 13 games of this season. And, and he's going to Yeah, He is. He's going to be on his P's and Q's. They're going to have that that – Typical, hey, you know, for my family or for whatever, and he's going to find a way to make the exit, right? And then the Jaguars are going to be looking at Eric Bieniemy or looking at, at uh, uh, the, the guy over in, in Dallas or, or whoever it is that's going to be the top coordinator, right? And that's what's going to go to Jacksonville. Um, but you, you write it out, but you understand that this is a one and done. Right, this is an absolute one and done. But we'll we'll see what happens there. Stevie D, I, I, I kind of want to turn since we're talking about one coach uh that we know is put himself on the hot seat. Yeah, I mean he had a cushy job and put himself on the hot seat. Here's another coach that's on the hot seat. We said from day one, right? And he didn't let us down week one, week two, you know, and here he is talking about Matt Nagy. Now that's your boy. Right. I, I know that's your boy. I know it's hard to talk bad about Matt. It, it, it's it's a train wreck up there, right? You get the win, right? You come out with a statement 
about Andy Dalton coming back, right? And then all of a sudden you have to walk that back. It wasn't even 24 hours later that you had to walk that back, and now Justin Fields is your starter for the remainder of the season. I'm going to tell you right now. We we talked about it. It, to the, all the folks that are that are out there watching this podcast, that that listen to the to our audio podcast, everybody's saying the same thing. We know that Matt Nagy did not just have an epiphany and change his mind to say, you know, Justin Fields is going to be the starter for the rest of the year. We know that the owner called down the pace and said, "What in the world is this guy talking about?" Right. I just had this kid drafted in the first round. He got us the first win. He actually played decent, right? Good play calling, conservative scripted play calling for a rookie coach or for a rookie quarterback put him into a situation. What what helped him, he benefited from a great running attack that they had. And unfortunately, Montgomery got hurt, but he benefited from that. I don't want to see Andy Dalton in there again. Right, I want my guy that we drafted to get the experience because I'm looking around the league. I see a Zach Wilson have a good game, right? I see some of the other guys. Hell, even Trey Lance had a good game, right? And I'm seeing these guys that are doing something, and I don't want to be behind the curve. So you go tell Matt Nagy to go. To, I don't care what he has to say. Andy Dalton is not playing, and now you have Matt Nagy. That has to turn back around, go back to that same podium, and say, you know, guys, uh, Justin's going to be the starter. It didn't didn't look good on the news. The people in Chicago, the radio stations over there are just like, are you kidding me? What is this guy doing? Get him out of here. Um, And it's not a good look at all. I mean, Matt Nagy could finish the year at ten and six with this quarterback, and I just think the fans are, just don't care uh, and, and, and want to see him gone. Um, it's yeah. not a good look. You said it. It's not a good look. It, look, there's probably I won't call it. This is the worst case scenario with a quarterback change, but it's probably in the top three worst things that can happen to an organization when you're flip flopping through quarterbacks. Right, because you know you can have a guy, you he got to start on week one, in week three you flip over to another guy, in week five you go back to the original. Week but nine, we're, we're not, back, we're not, right? we're that's not probably the worst scenario. We're not flip flopping here. No, the no, no, coach, not the coach is flip flopping. No, no, but I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, that's probably the worst thing a coach could do is continuing to switch quarterbacks throughout Agreed. the year. Right, that's Agreed. probably the worst thing. This with Nagy is probably the second worst thing you can do. Because now you just look like a fool. I was yeah. going to use a different word, but you just make yourself look like a fool because within 24 hours you went from Andy's healthy, I'm starting, to now Justin feels like quarterback. Did you watch a tape? All of a sudden you're going to say, did you watch the tape and all of a sudden the light bulb's on for Justin Fields and he's our quarterback? Because when you think about the game itself, he was sub-50% throwing. I think he rushed for 50 yards. The team won, don't get me wrong. It's not that he lit it up that you can say on the tape, oh, my God, leaps and bounds. He was fantastic. And I just saw the tape, and it, and we're going to make him the starter. After the game, you said Andy Dalton was the starter. There was nothing in that tape that I could say that I would think when you look at the numbers, not that the numbers tell everything, but if you look at the raw numbers, he didn't light it up. Well, he, why, would you, why would you flip, you know, what all of a sudden would you make that change? 
24 hours later, like you said, it's coming, it's coming from the top, but we, we know it came from the top, right? It, but I, I don't, don't, don't be so hard. I, to I, just, I, I, I'm just, not sure. I didn't see game. the game. I did not watch the game. So I can't really comment. That's why I said, based on the numbers, he was a sub 50%. I didn't watch the game. I couldn't tell you how he commanded. Maybe a lot of his passing was big time passing and big time situations. But whatnot. they they took they took him out of situations. They took him out of situations where they were the dangerous situations, right? The danger zone. He was out of that, right? It was a controlled game. They ran the ball, which is what we say all the time when you have a rookie quarterback, you have to relieve that pressure, right? Either you have a great offensive line or you have a stout defense that will put you in plus situations yeah, when yeah. you get the ball, or you have to have a great running game. And if you have multiples, you're going to have a great year. If you have all three of those, you know, you're taking your team to the playoffs, right? What what they did was they put, they put Justin in the best possible situation that they had so that he could be successful. Yes, he's going to miss on some passes, right? All, all the rookies do. But it was manageable situations. They were able to put him in the in that type of scenario. The so I don't want it to come across like Justin just had this really bad game or had well, this no, sub, I, subpar I game. People, I, 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 again, I'm not saying that it was subpar. I just said his numbers didn't light up the chart. Again, I didn't see the game because numbers don't always dictate how a game goes. Sure. Right. And so when I looked at the numbers, the, 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 the you know, the, the, the box score, he was at 40% completion percentage. His throws were down, which were good. He didn't have the turnovers. He That's the well. key. That's yeah. the key. You cut the That's number right. of attempts down. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. And now I feel for him because now you lost your starting running back. So who's going to be the, who's going to be in that locker room that's going to step up to take some of that pressure off because the young quarterback needs that running game to take the pressure off. And we're back. Stevie D, you got to love the wonderful world of technology. <laughs> Don't know what happened there, right? Mid-sentence. Uh, Stevie D, you there? Stevie D. You just so, like what I had to say about Justin Fields and you cut me. All right, that's pretty much what it was. It was <laughs> like, all right. I heard somebody in my ear saying, enough with this guy. End it. End it. So, you know, we, we had to drop that off. Uh, but we do apologize to any of the folks so that were out Stevie there that D. were um, taking this in. We know that we had DJ Coles that was out there. Mrs. D was out there. We had plenty of folks out there. So we do appreciate that. So um, Stevie D, you're back. And then, with us. you know, just to kind of yeah, transition away, we were talking about Justin Fields. Like we lost the audience. You know, Matt Nagy and the whole the audio back dynamic between what's happening there. There's another dynamic that that we haven't talked about, Stevie D. And that is Stefan Gilmore. And your boy. Have, your boy. I, well, you know, Christmas came a little early. Well, you know, he got his way, but Christmas came a little early for me. You know, I've never been a Stefan Gilmore fan, right? Madden had him rated 99. How in the world is Stefan Gilmore 99? I, he has never been, he, in, in my book, he's never been top five. He's a zone corner. See, here you go. Here you go. So I think it is he just became better once he got once he left Buffalo. Right? I think yeah, okay. leave Buffalo, they become better. Okay, with John Brown, him. with John Brown giving a dip in the shoulder and then cutting it up on that post. Robert Woods. Was it Robert Woods? Robert Woods, a former Buffalo. He took off when he left Buffalo. You, you think he's good? See, unlike and and you know what you're saying. Unlike the Jets, right? Here's what the Jets do. 
Man, you've had a great career. We'd love to steal your Hall of Fame speech, so we want you to come to us, right? Hey, we're Buffalo, putting you in the Hall of Fame, baby. Buffalo has the eye for talent. We see you. Yeah, so you we just cut him. You're good. You just cut him. And, and then we Thanks. historically have made bad decisions. But we didn't make a bad decision with Stefan Gilmore. Trust me. Garbage. Well, I, I have to be garbage. honest with you with the Gilmore. I, I will give you that. Because Gilmore with the Buffalo Bills was trash. He uh -oh, was trash. She's back. So, hey, hey Cynthia, how are you? And, and look who's back. Look who's back. Did someone say Buffalo? Yeah. Bills Mafia. They knew it was it was almost yeah. time, right? Everybody was Mafia checking their watch. The big game. Let's they were Buffalo checking their watch. The big, game. the big game is the championship game. We talk about this all the time. I don't know how many times I have to tell you this, right? The the exhibition game, that's no big deal. That's that's no big deal. It's ridiculous. Anyways, <laughs> digressing. So with Gilmore, the, the interesting thing with Gilmore is that all the early reports came out that Gilmore was getting cut. Now, he's hurt, right? That's the yeah. first thing. He, he's injured. Uh, but, you know, with him getting cut, it, it just kind of sent shockwaves. You already had Jalen Smith that got cut, right? Yeah. And so a lot of activities were happening. But Gilmore's hurt, so he's not really providing any benefit. And you're getting rid of the salary. I, I don't actually mind what they did there. Yeah, but think about this. Is Gilmore truly, truly hurt? Or is he doing one of those, I'm sitting out, I don't want to be hurt because I want to get paid? Patriots yeah, probably, like enough probably so. Probably so. And we're going to cut you because this is not working out. Or And then at the 23rd hour, they found a trade partner. I mean, when you think about it, a, a 99 cover corner that is self-proclaimed uh, a lockdown corner Gets traded for a six round pick? Are you? I mean, that's kind of weird when you think about it. I mean, how does a guy of that skill or caliber, in, in relation to what? Okay, so to, to keep this conversation moving from the facial expressions, this is no, not you know, the, the facial expression came little, from the 99. I, I still, rated. That was I still want to right? know who said he was 99. He is not 99. Okay. Okay, so we'll, we'll drop the, the 99 rating. Gilmore, who is considered to be a top five corner in the league, okay, can you at least go with that? Gets in the, in the, in the AFC East? Yeah, he's behind. Yeah, he's behind. He's, he, behind he's a top five in the AFC East, maybe behind Cam Lewis. Wow. Wow. No, I'm sorry. I've, I've never. I, I know even, you've never liked the guy. Even but he when he was in better. Buffalo. Even he when he was in Buffalo, he played better with the Patriots. No, 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 no. The Patriots put him in a better situation. So the the defense, just like anything we talk, we talk about this all the time with the quarterbacks, right? You 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 can't put that square peg into a round hole. Revis, right? Revis couldn't play zone. He was a there. Man you go. You put him in zone, he was lost. So and, and truly, that's what it is with Gilmore, right? Gil no, Gilmore is more zone than he is man. But Gilmore's always looking. If you ever watch Gilmore, he's always looking for that help over the top. Right? You're a 99 guy. Lock it down. Prime would have you, would get up in your face, be a yard off the line of scrimmage and say, I got this. Right? You don't have to worry about any help over the top. Prime's like, we're going to go mano a mano. 
If you think that you're the best corner in the league, you think you deserve that 99 rating, then lock him up. Let's go. One-on-one. And then after you get beat, don't look behind you to say, where's my safety help? Because the safety said, you said you're a 99. You said you could do all this. I don't need to be out there. You're scorned. Like, you're really scorned over this. I can't stand that guy. I cannot stand him and what he was doing and the lack that he did in Buffalo. And then he wants to walk out, and then he wants to talk talk smack. You know what? Go go take yourself back to Rock Hill, South Carolina. Let's go see what you do with the Panthers. Maybe Sam down there can, can help you out. Wow. Oh, yeah. Hey, the Panthers are making a play. They are they are they are sinking in in that NFC that's wide open. The NFC is wide open. There is not a team you say put you're, you're going to put them in the Super Bowl. I don't I don't I don't see a team in the NFC that you can absolutely say for sure because after the Rams got annihilated by the Cardinals and Hale Murray, you don't you don't think the Falcon you don't think the Falcon who you don't think the Falcons Matty Ice thanks Terry. You, you you don't th- you don't think the Falcons are, are playing? They may have a shot this? in the weekend FC. Who knows? I mean, the, the, the well, it it all starts Sunday at nine a.m. Yeah, baby. <laughs> My drinking starts early on Sunday. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, let let's talk about Gilmore's now former team. And we didn't talk about the hype leading up to the game, right? Talking about Brady going back to Foxborough. To go against Belichick, um, you know, go against his former team, the Patriots. I, I have to say that I thought, and it's to be expected, I thought Belichick handled the lead up to that game and the way that the Patriot players leading up to that game, it was perfect. You didn't hear anything in the media. You didn't see any news clippings. Nobody made a fool of themselves saying anything pro or con against Brady. It was business as usual. And I respect Urban Meyer, you, you need to take some notes here. It was business as usual leading up to that game. And, and I, I thought it was good. And I know you don't see it on the scoreboard, but the Patriots won that game. The Patriots won that game because they are a far inferior team to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they were a bad call, in my opinion, but a probably a foot away from beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on prime time. Well, but the, the Bucs have, if you look at that roster compared to New England, up and down. Yeah, rookie, you know, rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback. Well, I think there's a couple of factors. I, I think weather – I know both teams played in it, but the Bucks have speed, and the weather favored the Patriots in that fashion can neutralize some of the – Are you saying Bucks. Bill made a call? No. Yeah, you know, you never know. <laughs> right. Got the satellite there and dump the <laughs> down, right? Who knows what they got going on over there, those cheaters. But uh, – and I think the emotions of that day, I, I saw an interview with Brady and he says, well, I know what to expect when I go back. I, I, I put it in my head. I know what to expect. And I think he was overwhelmed in coming back there. And I think the emotion being there in that stadium after spending 20 years in all 
all that he had. I, I think there was some of that in there. There you go, making excuses for your. No, guy. I'm, I'm not making excuses. I, I think it was. But he's I, your guy. You, you you admit he's your. It's guy. like Bill Belichick is your guy. I mean, look he at you. They're all this he, he, he is the master he, of the cheater. He, yeah, he you did. endure cheating. You your endure guy cheating. is the cheater. But I do think again, just like you say. What does he do? Belichick is a master of taking away yeah. certain things. Yeah. If you look at this chess game that you had here. Oh, it was a great chess game. Great it, chess well, game. if you look at the chess game, yeah. he did things to Brady that Brady didn't expect. Well, uh, Belichick said after said it either before the game or after the game, I practiced against him for 20 years. I know everything about him. Right? So that that's the chess match. Like, he said, we know what Brady is. Like, don't, don't come in and tell us, like, we don't know what Brady is. I practiced against him for 20 years. I know everything about him, the good, the bad, and everything. So you, you you know what you know what he knew more than anything is how to disguise the defense, right? Because you had multiple times that you had double A gap blitzes, blitzers coming in, right? And they knew exactly when to drop back out of that blitz and go back into their zone, right? Too often, coaches don't know, players don't know, you know, when is when. And so they drop back too early, and that now they've tipped their hand that they're back in the zone. And now Brady, Manning, Breeze, right, all, all the greats, they're able to say, oh, okay, I'm not getting that coming up the middle. And, you know, they're able to adjust. Brady didn't know. And I don't know if – it had to be in the cadence. It had to be in the mannerisms. He said Belichick said something. These these guys were locked in on something because you and it happened from the time the opening kick all the way to the last play, right? So and I, he again, had an awful day throwing the football, right? He was high. His his throws were really bad. Like oh whoa, whoa. his throws were really bad. He said he was high. You know we don't want any any tests coming around. High. Oh, I thought you were talking like Miles Garrett. You know, they thought Miles Garrett was doing something just because he was going shirtless, and yeah. they were like, "Oh, that can't be good." Yeah, it it was really good. I thought the pregame, the postgame. I think people are making the big deal at the postgame. If you really think Belichick and Brady don't talk, and you didn't think they were going to have a private conversation, it's just unbelievable trying to people trying to make a scoop on something that's not there at the end of the game. Uh, what do you think about Rodney? My guy Rodney, love me some Rodney, don't I? I sent you a note. I sent you a note, and I didn't realize at the time that it was going to blow up all over the place. Like NFL Network took him apart. I think uh, NBC took him apart afterwards. They they were making mention. Like I don't know what the deal was, but I saw that. I'm like, that's your boy. <laughs> what is a prima donna out there? <laughs> he can't hold his own his own uh, umbrella. So I I thought that was that was funny. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It, it was. It really was. So CBD. And I, honestly, Drew Brees. I didn't think. I didn't like Drew Brees' comments. Um, I didn't think. He, I. I don't like Drew Brees on the NBC um, side. I don't know. Maybe he's just got to work into it. Give him a few more weeks. But I. I don't think he offers a lot. A lot of great value there uh, in the commentary field. But. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I give him a pass. I mean, this is year one, yeah. week one. Yeah, that's like, what I said. I, I, Maybe later in the year it'll be better. I just I listen it, to him talk about it. I just like mm. 
He's no Peyton Manning, that's for sure. Manning is great on that Monday night, and we have the hiatus with those guys. Yeah. Uh, okay, Stevie D. Come on. Good team. Good good teams find a way to win. Right? That's what they say. Good teams find a way to win. I'm going to chalk week one up to just an extended preseason. That That's the last preseason game that we needed, right? Because I don't really know what happened in there. It was special teams, and it was just a lack of focus. Right. But I'm also going to look at the next three weeks, week two, week three, week four, as preseason that counts. Okay, that that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna call that. That is preseason that counts. Who, 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 recap the teams that you played: the Dolphins, the won. Washington Football Team, and don't three, try don't try to throw shade because yeah. hey, you you got you got to beat the teams that are in front of me. But I tell you, you, you got to beat all three of them. And then the the Houston Texans. Now, I guess they were trying to find a way to hype up the Houston Texans game, and they said this is the revenge game. Huh? What revenge? No J.J. Watt, no Deshaun Watson, no DeAndre Hopkins. What revenge game are you talking about? Plus, Josh Allen is no longer a rookie coming into a playoff game, right? They really tried to say that in Houston? All over. Every time you heard, you know, the previews for the game, it's a revenge game. Dude, you're so far removed from that football game. Exactly. I mean, look look at just the advancements that the players have had, and look at the people that are gone. Yeah. Right? Uh, there, there's Terry. God, Terry's got my back. That's why I like no shade to throw. That's right. That's right. But, um, you know, what What I am happy to see, uh, and what was good, too, is that we had some injuries, right? Obviously, you don't – this is a trap game. If anybody does not know what a trap game is, right – this was the quintessential trap game. This was the game where everybody's looking at the following week, right? Which is this coming week, Sunday Night Football. Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels. Your there boy. you go. Can't wait to hear Al just, you know, throw shade on the Bills. What's that? No, it's in Kansas City. Um, it, it would be so nice. If it was, he, he, I, I would have think he would have made the trip or he would have called in sick. I'm going to tell you right now. He said, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. This guy Vince will be waiting for me at the airport. <laughs> Buffalo Airport. I'm not going. But um, this was the quintessential trap game because you're expected to win, right? Everything was was in your favor to win. So if you were legit, though, is trap games legit this early in the season? Sure. I think trap games were more, you know, later on down the season, the teams are established, and I mean, all of a sudden you're going up against a winless team type of deal. I didn't you, really like you have early in the year. Think about this: you you have preseason expectations for the Chiefs, right? Preseason expectations for the Bills, yeah, right. One and two, one and two. Either way you want to put it in, in the conference. That's so, right. J, J, JB may say Kansas City's one. Vince says Buffalo's one. I thought you were talking about records as of last week. I, I thought that's where you were going. Oh, right, because the Jets are only one game worse than the, than the Chiefs. <laughs> Just remember that, folks. You can throw all you want. The, the Chiefs are only one game better than the Jets. But you, you had these two teams in, the, you know, a mega Sunday night game, right? Mm-hmm. And, and certainly this is the game, if everything holds chalk through the rest of the year, 
this is really the game that's going to determine home field advantage. I don't want to really put the cart before the horse, but, you know, it just if everything goes the way predicted. So you have that, you know, leading up to the Sunday night. That would give you a three-game lead. Excuse me. That would give you a three-game advantage. We're, 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 we're not looking in the future. I, I'm just telling you the better. Early on in the season, I mean, it think would. about it. If you win through week five, you would have a three-game advantage on the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I see where you're going. I, I'm trying to help you with the trap. So have, everybody is waiting for this game, right? And then you play the Houston Texans, and they have everything going wrong for them, right? In, including hiring David Culley. Bad move. The ownership. Deshaun Watson, losing J.J. Watt, making the horrible trade for, for DeAndre Hopkins a couple years ago, still having to deal with Bill O'Brien, the effects of Bill O'Brien, the offensive line in disarray. There's so much wrong there. Buffalo coming in is expected to win. Buffalo was expected to win with its backups. That That's how bad of a game this was. And Buffalo's backups did pull it off, right? So you have to... You absolutely have to stay focused. But so often it's so easy to look past that game because you know that, you know, just basically going out there that you're going to put up 28 points. And then you're you're looking ahead to Kansas City. What's Kansas City doing? How are we going to do this? And they didn't. And and that's that's a testament to Sean McDermott is what that is. Because too often you'll see coaches, Urban Meyer, that'll look past the team that they have in front of them. Right, and they're they're looking more towards and allowing their players to do the same thing, and then next thing you know, they get tripped up. And here we are on a podcast talking about, man, couldn't believe that upset that we had last week. Right? How did that happen? Because it was the trap game. Well, you guys laid a butt whipping. I'll I'll tell you there, and uh, you guys called off the door. I mean, when you think about it, through four games, you got two shutouts. You outscored your opponents already by ninety points. When you lost by what? 13 points to, to seven. Seven. seven points to Pittsburgh. We lost because of the block kick. That's why we lost it. Okay. So but, I mean, you've outscored your opponents with a loss by 90 points after four weeks. So um, it, the AFC, if you haven't heard the Buffalo Bills charging, they're charging. And, and it's going to be a really good game here. I don't want to overstate the game, whether the Chiefs win or lose, or Buffalo wins or loses. I I go back. This may be more of a game for the Buffalo Bills to show you you can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe it means more for that perspective. But I think so. Day, it means nothing that, oh, my God, if if the – which I think you're going to win this football game, and I'm not putting the curse on you. I just you – know, legitimate. I, I think the Buffalo Bills is, is, is the team in the NFL. Again, I'm not trying to curse your team. I'm just – being a football guy, I think the Buffalo Bills are the best football team in the NFL. Uh, I think your players are hungry. I think your coaching staff is legit. I think you had to hiccup in week one. It's not going to happen again. Uh, and I look at this game and I say the Chiefs defense stinks. It stinks. Okay. If for some reason I believe the Chiefs pull off, if they can pull off a miracle and beat Buffalo, I still think in a playoff game, Buffalo – can win. I, I still think you 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 can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Even if you were to beat Kansas City, I still think you can beat them in the playoffs. If you lose to them, I still think you can beat them in the playoffs. So what what, I, what I'll say for this game for for Buffalo for this game, um, this game is a learning experience for the Buffalo Bills. 
Um, they they have some veterans. I'll, I'll give you that, but they still have a lot of young players where they have to mature, right? And that maturation is not only being able to look to stay focused on what's in front of you and not fall into that trap, but it is to go into hostile environments against good teams. Yes, they may be have going through some 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 pains right now uh, in Kansas City, but you're still talking about a very very good team. You're talking about a very 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 good quarterback, a very very good tight end, and a very very good lineup. Right? They, they absolutely do. Josh Gordon coming, you know, coming to them. Right? There's a lot of things that are happening there, uh, and. and Buffalo has to uh, realize don't allow the game to get too big, right, and to stay within the moment. Oh, there he is. Screw the Chiefs. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, uh, you know, you don't want to allow the game to get too big, and you want to be in the moment, and you want to focus on your on your, on your job at hand. That's that next step of maturation that I'm talking about, right? Because that's going to lend itself to when the postseason comes around, when every game is big. There is no trap game. And, you know, hopefully you don't have to go into a hostile environment and you can host that game. But you get it done in Kansas City, you will you will silence all of the critics that are out there, right? I know you've jumped on board. I appreciate that. But there's still – jumping on board. You know, look – when I, when I say jump on board, I'm just saying that you know you've had some positive things. There's still some that are out there that have questions in the Josh Allen. Why I don't know. Have I, questions I don't know. in the Bills? I don't know. I, I have Josh. I have Josh Allen as the offensive player of the year. I have Sean McDermott as the coach of the year. I, I think the Buffalo Bills are poised to take that step. Um, you're really seeing the the blocks building for the last few years and. You really have all your pieces in place. The biggest thing is health. Yes. You got to get through health. You got to somehow, you're going to have your bumps and bruises, but come December, everybody's got to be healthy going into January and into the playoffs. And that's the the big key is to stay healthy. Don't lose any key important players. Well, Uh, and and it's interesting you say that because Milano left the game last week with an injury. Now I, I haven't heard the definitive nature of the injury report, even if he is going to show up on the injury report, but I do know that he left the game against the Texans injured. That's a big loss. If he's not able to play, right. You, you talk about, um, you know, being healthy. It, that, that is one of the biggest keys to any team's stretch run to that exhibition bowl game, right? You, you have got to be healthy. The, and when you're missing key players, key pieces, sometimes it, if you don't have the depth and, and, and with the salary cap error, it's hard to have that type of depth to be able to continue through. And teams exploited. They, they exploited the Buccaneers when, you know, you, you had the corner that went down, right? Everybody started going after, right? Because you didn't have that depth. And even the guy that was the backup, he ended up getting hurt, Jamel Dean. He, yep. He's hurt. Yeah, oh, I just wow. oh wow, wow, shot thrown. Well, uh, you know, Terry, it's not that I'm a secretly a Bills fan. At the end of the day, if you're gonna if you're gonna do things, and see, you see that over my shoulder. You see that? See those golf balls over my shoulder? 
Hey man, it was your birthday. <laughs> but you bought it. <laughs> hey, look, if we're gonna talk sports, I got my fandom. Don't don't get me wrong. But if you're gonna talk football, you have to you have to you know, talk legitimacy, and that's what the Buffalo Bills are. They're legitimate. And uh, as painful as it it has me to talk nice things about an AFC uh, opponent, I can't I can't really do the show and and not give the Bills their their credit and their due. And uh, I think I think that is payback for my support. For you this past Sunday, I was there for you, man. I was right. You were. You were. You were. I was right. My phone was blowing up left and right. <laughs> it was unbelievable with, with folks, uh, which was great. Um, uh, but so again, I call it how I see it there, and uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are the most complete team in the NFL. Can they do it? It's to be seen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, Stevie D, uh, we did make mention, and Jay, when are you coming back? You know, not that we have abandonment issues without you, but, you know, it's kind of like I'm going to be dating myself. But you remember the cereal commercial for life? Where's Mikey? Mikey, right? They just gave it to Mikey. Jay, your official word sports, Mikey. Mikey. We, we, we need you back out, right? We need you hitting the space bar, but <laughs> during the trivia, trying to answer a question. <laughs> and I, you, you know, it is too bad. It really is too bad that we didn't stream back then. You know, for, you know, some of our newer listeners or people that are watching us, you know, we have the audio footage right the archives it's out there go to your favorite podcasting platform i can't believe you like this i can't believe you do a jay like this we we have to bring it back yeah every once in a while you have to bring it back jay, jay loves it too right you have to find a way i'm tapping in i'm tapping in tapping in you can't tap in oh if we had it Oh, that, to to see it on video would have been even better. It just would have been even better. And the only way that I can tearing, dude, you got me literally tearing on that. The only way that I could somehow try to bring this back so that people understand is that we were playing a trivia game. I was emceeing. It was Stevie D. It was Jay, and it was JB. And as I would ask the question, your name was your buzzer, right? We've all done it in, in maybe at work or at school, right? Your name is your buzzer. I asked the question as Jay is, is just getting beat by Stevie D and JB, but he's got it. He knows this one. He's ready to jump in. And instead of saying Jay, He's banging away on the keyboard, <laughs> wondering why his buzzer won't ring in. Oh, God. Stop. Stop. Oh, God. I got to pull it back. We, we have got to find it and just pull it back. Find that clip? Oh, classic. It was, it was just classic. But, Jay, we're, 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 not, we're not trying to throw shade on you. There's much love. We want you back. I know we talked earlier this week in uh, – there he is. The mute button. <laughs> it, it's, as long as he can, he can acknowledge that we're all good. <laughs> we're, we're all good. But there, 
Jay, you know that you know there's love here, oh, uh, and we want you back on. Uh, you know, even if it's a guest appearance or you know somehow to get you get you back, you know, on the show, and, and maybe when you, you gotta do, get him on after an eagle victory. We got to get him on an eagle victory, so he, you know he's he's in a good frame of mind. He's not gonna start yelling at the Chiefs and the refs and all this stuff. We got to get him when, when Jalen is, is that, that going to be the preseason of 2022? Come on. Why you gotta do the Eagles like that, man? What? What? Why don't we do this? Why don't we simulate a Madden you know, game? You know, T- Tanya, Tanya is a fan of the show, and now you're gonna you're, you're doing. The, I mean, that's not fair to her too, you know. Come on. Well, Jay, we're you know maybe if you come on before the game, maybe you can throw throw some good love out to your boys. Maybe maybe that's what we'll do. But anyways, anyways, if you want to hear that episode. <laughs> Go to your favorite podcast and platform. It was last season, and it was just it, it was comedy. A comedy at its finest. But uh Stevie D, uh again, congratulations to your boys. And you know what? Congratulations. well, I'm a congrat woo. Caught before the horse. Um with a Bills victory on Sunday night, capped with hopefully a jet victory in London. Oh, the Chiefs and the Jets have the same record. Can I dare to dream for a couple of days? Oh, boy. Can I dare to dream for a couple of days? Oh, boy. Life will be grand. Look at Jay. Jay coming back. Coming back saying, that's it. We're done for the year. You won't be racing the Jets for the first pick. You'll be racing the Jaguars for the first pick. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) This is true. So, but uh, again, thank you to everybody. Thank you to t- thank first. Thank you to Mrs. D coming on, showing some love, and then showing some love too, Mrs. D. We love you. Thank you to DJ Coles coming on, and, and you know, DJ Coles, we got to get you on the podcast. We got to talk about what it is that you do because I mean, I'm telling you, my man is all over the place if, doing if big he's things. On SoundCloud. We got to find out if he's on SoundCloud and and, and drop a a, a thing. He, he's and, beyond SoundCloud. Oh, really? Beyond SoundCloud. Well, we got to get some clips. We got to get some clips. Tr- I got to trust me. Listen, beyond. I'm, I'm be- too old for the club, Vince. I'm too. No, no, no. no, no. When I tell you beyond, beyond. So what you know, Glenn, we'll we'll try to get you on. Let you talk about all it is that you do. Uh, he's making it happen. Want to say thank you and shout out to Terry and Jay. Listen, get ready. You're coming on. You're coming on. So for CBD, I'm Vince. We'll talk to you soon.